Hello, my friends. I'm Jonica, and this is the Build Your Bakery podcast, where each week I bring you topics that help you start and grow your bakery. I've built a multi-six-figure business around baking, and if there's one thing I can say about my 27 years in this industry, it's that boy, oh boy, have I learned lessons along the way. The Build Your Bakery podcast is all about sharing that knowledge with you and helping you build your dream bakery. Welcome, my friends. Let's dig in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Build Your Bakery podcast. I'm Jonica Thompson, and I'm excited to bring you today's topic. We're going to talk about finding your niche and standing out in the bakery world. Now, I can't talk to you about this topic without first talking about the word niche. Okay, there's a debate about how you're supposed to pronounce this word. So I looked it up on Webster.com. The good old Webster Dictionary is my friend. There's two common pronunciations both of which are currently considered correct. That part I did not know. So the first one is niche, which is how you'll hear me say it most of the time. And the second one is niche. And you'll hear me say that when I say the riches are in the niches. You'll hear that a lot. And it's true. So I just wanted to get that out of the way. Let everybody know I actually looked it up to see what the proper way was to say it. And you guys will hear me say both. I know that's funny, but you say it any way you want to say it. I'm just giving you fair warning that you'll hear it both ways from me. All right, let's dig in. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is the importance of finding your niche for your bakery business in a competitive market. So why is that important? It's crucial for your business success. It helps you stand out among competitors. It allows for targeted marketing, and it builds a dedicated customer service base. There are several different common niches in the bakery industry. And we're just going to talk about a few of them. Yours may be different than what we talk about, and that's totally okay. As long as you're finding your place in that market, you're going to have better success. So some of the common niches are vegan or gluten-free bakery. There is a bakery about 45 minutes from me that specializes in gluten-free baking. People who are gluten-free on a gluten-free diet by choice or because they may have celiacs, that's where they go. And they absolutely love the fact that they can go to that bakery and get something they know is safe for them. You have ethnic bakeries, French bakeries, Italian bakeries, etc. There are some people here and then in other countries, other places that you go in the U.S. that niche down to that specific style of baking. You have gourmet or specialty ingredient focused bakeries. You have cupcake shops that all they do is cupcakes. You have donut shops. All they do is donuts. You have some bakeries who are just focused on weddings. I know several bakers who their entire bakery is just focused on wedding cakes. It's all they do. So it's important for you to find your niche. And you don't have to niche down that far. It is true, the riches are in the niches, okay? But the more you niche down, the closer you're going to get to that customer base. But what you need to look at first before you decide that is your strengths and interests. Are your personal interests aligned with the niche that you're choosing? Are your skills aligned with it? Are you passionate about healthy eating? Then your bakery might be different. You might want to consider a bakery that's focused on organic or nutritious ingredients. Do you excel at cake decorating? Then a custom cake business might be the right niche for you. There are a lot of different ones that you can niche down to, but you want to look at what you, where your passions lie and your strengths. What do you want to do? What lights you up inside? That's what you want to do and what you want to focus on. 
Then you want to do some market research. The need for market research is crucial to validate your niche. You've got to make sure the market's there. If it's not there, you're wasting your time and spinning your wheels. You can do online surveys. You see a lot of people that use Facebook for this. They'll go into the local community groups and they'll say, hey, how much interest is there for a Mexican restaurant in this thing or a Chinese restaurant here or a soda shop or a snow cone or a bakery or a donut shop? They'll use those local groups to take a poll from the customers that are in that area and see what they might be open to. Local competitors and their specialties, you can look at what's around you. There may not be a bakery around you at all. There might not be somebody who does custom cakes. There might not be somebody who does nut-free items. In my bakery, we have a separate area where we do nut-free items for people who have nut allergies. I have a nut allergy. And the crazy thing is, is I didn't develop mine until I was 35. I developed a shellfish allergy. And at 40, I developed tree nuts and peanuts. You want to talk about owning a bakery and having a nut allergy? It's crazy. Thankfully, most of my recipes were developed 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. And there's not a lot of tweaking that I have to do with those. And several of my team members have been with me for a long enough time that they can test some of those if they think something's wrong and I don't have to. So, but I can't imagine if I had a nut allergy, opening a bakery that used nuts or made pecan bars or something like that. So you want to consider that, consider yourself, consider what's local to you. And if you can dive into that niche, that specialty area. If you have a local competitor who specializes in gluten-free, you probably don't want to open a gluten-free bakery there. You need to make sure that there's enough market that's going to support both of you. I'm going to tell you that there are enough people out there that if somebody else has a bakery, there's enough people to support your bakery. But you need to look at where you're putting it. Is there enough traffic? Make sure there's enough people that are going to be able to support you. Lastly, look at potential gaps in the market. When I opened here in Gunnersville, I'm going to tell you guys, this is my third bakery. My first two bakeries I sold my first one after about a year. The second one, I had, I missed it. I opened in a different area. After those two bakeries, I swore I'd never do it again. And you're probably laughing because you probably feel the same way that I do at some point when you're up in the middle of the night and you're making something, you're like, why am I doing this? But when I moved to Gunnersville, Alabama, there was nothing here. There was a large gap in the market. And I knew that if I couldn't get what I needed without going 45 minutes away, an hour and a half to Birmingham, 45 minutes to Huntsville, then there were other people who couldn't get what they needed either. So I decided to put a bakery here. When I put it here, I knew that I had learned a lot about what not to do. And so I did it differently this time. And that's one of the things that I bring to you in this podcast is all the ways that I've learned. I can tell you a lot about what not to do. I've been there, done that have the experience in it, I can tell you exactly, don't do it, right? So you want to look at those potential gaps in the market. Are there people doing custom cakes? Are there people doing bagels? Are there people doing pies? You may have a great market there for that, but you want to do the testing and the market research. It's really important. The next is financial considerations. What are the cost implications of various niches? Specialty ingredients might be more expensive. Specialty equipment might be more expensive. Niche bakeries might require certain training. If you're dealing with allergies, ServeSafe is something I've talked to you guys about before. They have an allergy training to make sure that you're not cross-contaminating things. There are certain trainings and certain special considerations that you need if you're going to do that. 
Next is the benefits and challenges of a niche focus, okay? The benefits are it's easier marketing and branding because you know exactly who you're talking to. You're not trying to hit a wide market. You're niching down and it's easier to talk to your person. It's easier to talk to your ideal customer. You have a very dedicated customer base. If you have someone who has a nut allergy and you're doing nut-free products, they're coming to you. The same with gluten, the same with vegan. If you're niching down like that to a target market that can't get it anywhere else, they are extremely loyal and dedicated to you. And that's not to say that you have to go that far down. I have a very, very loyal customer base. And we've branched out over the last few years and added in some more things. But we started very niche down with custom cakes, custom things to the local market that they just couldn't get anywhere else. So as we've built, we've added other things that our customers told us that they wanted. So you can start niche down pretty, pretty small. And then you can expand out. I would not try to create everything for everybody. Let me say that again. Do not try to accommodate everything for everybody. You will run yourself out of business. You don't have the bandwidth, the financial implications, the emotional and physical implications of trying to do everything for everyone. You need to pick a lane and stay in it. Now, your challenges of that are that you have a limited audience And you could be trend dependent. An example of this would be something like the keto diet. When I opened this bakery five years ago, keto was huge. We did put in a few keto items. But if I had gone all keto, I wouldn't have a business right now. Because there aren't near as many people who are doing that as what they used to. So you want to be careful at what niche you're doing and make sure that it's not a trend specific niche if that's all you're doing. So the next thing that you want to look at is when you're building your menu, you want to look at the items that you're going on it. You can be niche and still have several categories. So we cater here to a lunch crowd and to some customs and to people who walk in and get things just ready to walk out the door. I would say that's our biggest customer base is that we have things ready to go. We have four cases of ready-to-go items every day. We fill them up every morning. And our model's a little different. And I didn't know this until I was listening, actually, to a podcast a few years ago. And there was a gentleman from Oakmont Bakery in Pennsylvania. And he was talking about their business model being different than other bakeries and how they bake all day. And so do we. A lot of places, and it's okay to do this, but there are a lot of bakeries who start early in the morning. They fill up one time, they sell out, and they go home. We don't do that. Uh, My team starts about 4 a.m., and then I have people in the building until 5.30, 6 o'clock. We're open 7 to 5, but my people get in, get started, get the cases full, and we bake all day. If we run out of chocolate chip cookies, most things we bake all day. We run out of chocolate chip cookies at 2 o'clock, we're baking more. So you can look at those different business models, and you can niche down with those types of things. Who are you going to cater to? I'm catering to the person who wants to walk in the door at 7 a.m. and get a dozen cupcakes and the person who wants to walk in the door at 4 p.m. and get a dozen cupcakes. We have most every item that we start with all day. So those are some things for you to think about going forward. And what kind of niche do you want? Where are you going to start and who are you going to accommodate in your bakery? But I'm going to say it again. Don't try to accommodate everyone. Because if you open and you're doing custom cakes and somebody comes in and they want a flavor that you've never done before and you say, okay, then what do you have to do? 
You have to go figure it out. You have to source the ingredients. And if you'll remember when I told you about making your menus, you if you're going to use that ingredient and bring it into your bakery, you want to be able to use it for at least three items, okay? At least three items to be able to make it work. So if I have to source one ingredient for one specific order, then I have to recipe test. I have to go and look to see how I can make it, what I have to do. And you're going to spend as much time on that as you would have five or six of your regular orders. So pick a lane with your menu. If you want to do specialty cakes, that's great. You can have 15 flavors of specialty cakes that you offer, but they're planned out. They're methodical, and you're not just jumping and following the whims of your customers. It's okay to say no. It really is. It hurts our heart to say no because we want to be able to do everything. But if you will stay close to what your intentions are when you make that business plan, when you look at what niche you're going to hit, when you look at your menu, you want to stay close to what those items are, and then you can do more of them. You can actually make more peanut butter cake. You can make more hummingbird cake, and those people can walk in and get that versus you chasing a black forest cake that maybe you've never done. So just keep that in mind as you're designing your bakery and as you're going forward. And I'm here to tell you, if you already have a bakery and you find yourself catering to a lot of people, you can stop. Just because you've done that same order for two years in a row doesn't mean you have to take it this year. It's okay to change what direction you're going, change the menu items that you have. If you find that lunch is making you more profit, do more lunch and do less custom. It's okay. I promise it's okay. People will still love you. They'll still be loyal to you. They'll still come and buy the things that you have. Good luck in finding your niche. I'll talk to you soon.